Good evening. You're listening to CincyMusic.com Soundcheck right here on 89.7 WNKU, 104.1 and 105.9 FM. I'm your host, Venomous Valdez, and I am here every Tuesday night spinning the best of Cincinnati rock and roll. We also live online at WNKU.org and www.cincymusic.com. I have a special little treat for you this evening. I'm going to be joined in the studio by some members of Wussy. But before I give you a little Wussy, I'm going to give you a little Young Colt with Penelope right here on CentiMusic.com Soundcheck on 89.7 WNKU.
that. That was a very sexy, sexy song. And that was Wussy with Bug right here on CincyMusic.com. Soundcheck right here on WNKU. I'm your host, Venomous Valdez, and I am joined by Mark Messerly and Chuck Lever of Wussy. Good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Hey, how are you? Good evening. Good evening. You know, this is uh, this is going to be a little bit of a weird interview as... Uh, I work with you guys, so I'm not going to be asking them the normal questions. Sorry, audience. You're just going to listen to us ramble on. You guys do have the unfortunate pleasure of touring with me in the van. (laughs) What have you been thinking about? (laughs) We're desperately lucky to have Venomous Valdez joining us in the van. (laughs) We were actually talking about that on the way over here, how the rest of us are so absent-minded and um, that if we didn't have... Someone like you would probably still be in West Texas wondering where we were. <laughs> you would still be in Waco at gunpoint. <laughs> that is a true story that did happen on tour. Yeah, to John. I don't remember the exact details, but yeah, he, he <laughs> went out to take photographs and and some guy didn't some guys like stop him and pull guns on him and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh it was he was in a the parking lot of the mall and he wanted to take some pictures of some birds and I believe Texas state troopers surrounded him at gunpoint and asked him what he was doing. <laughs> so, uh, things that happen on tour. <laughs> Do you guys have any favorite tour memories uh, of the last three years or so? Have we done anything really crazy? For some reason, the one that comes to mind actually happened, I think, in West Texas, is where I mistook an oil stain on the highway for John. <laughs> I, um, uh, uh, we, we to stopped. your defense, it was like three or four in the morning, and it was really dark, and we were in the middle of the desert, and we just pulled off the side of the highway to look at the universe, basically, because with no city lights for hundreds of miles, you can see everything, and most of us hadn't seen that. So we're laying on the ground, and <laughs> Chuck straightened up a conversation, talking to John, and we noticed John's not answering it around, and it was just an oil slick, not John. Well, what? scared me was is that I thought I was talking to John and then somebody was walking down the road towards us and I'm like oh my god you know this Texas chainsaw thing went through my head and and it was indeed John walking towards me and I'd been talking to an oil slick so Uh, I think that happened in Alice in Wonderland or something too and I can verify that that you were completely sober no drugs happened no no No, drugs whatsoever nothing not even suppositories (laughs) Which happens a lot with this band. <laughs> I think for the most part, our our mothers would be very proud. We're we're very well behaved on the road. No crazy rock and roll story. Sorry, audience. We just, we're a well behaved band. Well, we are here in the studio to talk about Attica that comes out next week. How excited are you guys? Super excited. What day does it come out again? Uh, May 5th. And May 6th. Yeah, one's overseas and one's over here. So if you go and it's not out yet, it was overseas. <laughs> no, I promise you, it comes out next week. You'll be able to get it at uh, Shaken Records or any of the other local record stores and online at wussy.org. Yes, you can. And we'd prefer it if you did. All right, let's play another track off Attica. This is To the Lightning by Wussy right here on CincyMusic.com Soundcheck. I 
into Ultra Suede Studios with the everlasting Mr. John Curley to yeah. record the, the studio album. Yeah, John is, he sort of becomes our, our, well, like you're our sixth member on the road. He's our sixth member in the studio. and You know, we just, we went in, we were, I don't know, with this record, I think we were more ready. Um, we basically recorded all of the bones or what do you want to call it the the just well, i the i said basically and i would have to say <laughs> basic twice and so and that makes me i'm supposed to be a songwriter so i'm not supposed to do that you came supposedly. in with the skeleton of the song yes and but but the thing is we were more ready than than we have possibly been in the past and so um i, I think what i remember with strawberry and maybe a couple albums prior to that you would go into alter suede and write the songs in the studio, like recording up to it pretty yeah, much. Yeah, we still did some of that this time, uh, especially lyrics. Well, Lisa more does that than I do. I'm but um but no, we the, the what you hear on 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 Attica's we kept all of the basic tracks. Um it's not that there's not overdubbing, there certainly is, but there's more of the basic tracks uh the initial first takes than on any other record that we've done, maybe other than Funeral Dress. I also know that you recorded the vocals different. Uh, you guys weren't separated for most of the album, that you guys were recorded singing together in this Yeah, studio. yeah. And that really comes across, if anybody really knows your material, because I think you and Lisa make each other a better singer when you're together and you can hear each other. Well, I certainly, <laughs> hope, she, I, I certainly hope she makes me a better singer. I'm not so sure what I do yeah. for her, but, you know, it's like... Uh, I mean, make That's her adorable, sound, but no, sound no, like you, livestock you, in distress or something. You both uh, make each other better on stage, on the recording, because I think you can hear each other and you're able to harmonize with each other well, better than you do when you're separated and you're singing. Well, the the thing is, when we we figure we found out that when we sing together, we each bend our voices to fit the other person's, and if you're singing to a recording. I I find that I don't necessarily do that, you know. It, it it's it, when you're in the moment, you just tend to kind of go with it. I also think be, besides that, uh, also the distortion um, rantiness that you do uh, on this album, I think it reflects how you are live more so than any other album that you've done before. Would you say that's probably because of John? Is in the in the band, and this is his first album, recording that pedal steel, and you guys are able to really just break it down. Mm, having John in the studio was like a whole extra crayon box of of noise and distortion. But um, we we wanted this one to be a little bit more like our live show. Um, we don't make big plans going into the studio, but we did say that we wanted this one to be a little bit more raw. I wish I hadn't said raw. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we, rank. <laughs> rank is rank. Uh, it was kind of our goal with this one. 
But what I, it, it's interesting you said that because a, a friend of ours, Rodney, who who has uh, been like our, our our biggest fan since the beginning, that's what he says he likes about this record that it sounds the most like what we sound like live than any of the other ones we've made. We keep dropping first names of everyone else in the band, and I think because we're not here, I forgot to introduce. You do have other members in your band, so we talked about John, John Earhart, who plays the pedal steel. And the electric guitar. And the electric guitar, yeah. Yes. On two songs on uh, this album? On the album, and then live, actually, he plays it on a few more. So. Right. And then we have Joe Klug on the drums. Drums and keyboards and stringed instruments, and we have three mark john and joe are all like heavy duty multi-instrumentalist and lisa and i can kind of play a few things too but just not all that well and that's lisa as in lisa lock yes yeah and she sings as well and she's a girl and she's a girl <laughs> woman she's, she's a woman a woman she's you'll a be woman. a woman soon what she is <laughs> now we have to pay for that oh man i'm sorry <laughs> uh, i sort of feel like uh wussy has uh ushered uh lisa into womanhood oh like, god <laughs> 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 well you guys been together like 13 years and yeah yeah and it's uh, kind of frightening and we've ushered me into old mandom <laughs> i'm now wearing diapers we could uh, we could say that i feel like we've, we've watched lisa just we go from an innocent, naive, sweet, hopeful young woman into just someone who's, you know, broken. And, you know, and she's now has the same lack of hope that the rest of us. It's it's really endearing. I don't don't know if she has the same lack of hope because when you look at her lyrics, they're a little more hopeful than Chuck's. So you haven't completely broken her yet. I I will say, (laughs) and I've been saying this to anyone who would listen, that uh, Lisa's lyrics on this record are my favorite lyrics that she's ever written. And, and, and some of the lyrics on this are, are is like, you're right, hopeful, and I don't know. I, I love I was I love about them. to say the same thing, I and I've said it to you guys in the van and whatnot, so I'll, I'll say it to the audience. I think, in my opinion, that right now, Lisa's the strongest songwriter she's been to date. And I would even say that about Chuck, too. There's something about this album, I don't know what was going on in inside your head because I'm not sure that you guys even know what's going on. It's like an ant farm. (laughs) Seriously. It's just, it's, they're carrying these things in that are like five times, 10, 20 times their size and they're cramming it into these little holes. (laughs) That's what the inside of my brain's like. You know, you, you both are writing these uh, songs and you're coming out with the same themes as in, um, within destruction or loss, there lies in hope. Which yeah. is a big step for you, Chuck. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't go on peeing on the parade forever. I said pee, mind you. You can say that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> y- y- I don't know. I mean, things are pretty good within the within the wussy realm. They're about as healthy as they've ever been, you know. So, I the lyrics probably reflect that to a certain extent, you know. I mean, it's, it's it's weird because not all of our people think our songs are um, about things sometimes that they're not necessarily about. But I think that's the testament of good art. When someone, the observer, can look at a piece of art or listen to a song 
and that they can come up with more than one interpretation.
are listening to CentiMusic.com Soundcheck right here on WNKU 89.7, 104.1, and 105.9 FM. We live online at WNKU.org and CentiMusic.com slash Soundcheck. Every week, there's a download of the week available at CentiMusic.com. And this week, it is The Sweep with Servant right here on Cincy Music Soundcheck.
Erotica from Wussy right here on CityMusic.com Soundcheck on 89.7 WNKU 104.1 and 105.9 FM. I'm your host, Venomous Valdez, and I'm joined by Chuck Cleaver and Mark Messley of Wussy. You guys are still here, right? You didn't yeah, go anywhere. Yeah, no, no. We're just looking at stuff in the studio. <laughs> so you you just had your city release party at Northside Tavern a couple weeks back. And that's like arguably your home base. You sort of Oh yeah, absolutely. What tell me what it's like on your side on stage to release a, a CD at home at Northside Tavern and it was packed of people and you got faces there that just glued to the stage, just singing along and dancing. How does that translate to you, the performer? It feels really crummy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, um, are, am I allowed to say Taco Bell? You can. All right, it's kind of like after that. After Taco Bell? Yeah. No, um, of course, it's <laughs> it's phenomenal. Uh, and one of the things that Lisa said uh, from stage uh, that's so wonderful about it is that you know, we've been seeing some of the same faces uh, for, you know, those 13 years. And because uh, we used to play in the front room and people were right up next to you there. And so it's it's just absolutely wonderful to, to it's, you know, have this kind of family uh, feeling, you know, when, when, when you're at the tavern. Well, it is something that I've noticed working with you guys for the past three years. When we go back to a market, I'm seeing the same faces over and over again. You're like, you guys really... I don't think there's a casual listener of Wussy. I, I think people, when they like your band, they really like your band and keep coming back. And I, I get conversations at the merch booth of um, what these lyrics mean to people. Um, as writers and artists, That that's got to mean or just solidify what you do. I didn't mean crummy. I meant gratifying. <laughs> By crummy, you mean gratifying. Yes. I mean, it has, you know, it's 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 almost unreal. You just don't, I still don't get the notion that it's, I've always sort of just been kind of oblivious. I don't listen to a lot of music online or any of that kind of stuff, so I don't really know. I'm always just really surprised when people know who we are still, you know. It's just odd to me to think that we're out in the world, you know. Um and I mean, we certainly aren't on a monstrous level or anything, but I mean, more we get more people every time we go someplace. I have noticed that. Yeah, you know, your your audience is definitely growing. Uh, we Older. just came off this East Coast <laughs> tour and breaking records, yeah, attendance records for Wussy, not the club. <laughs> for, for, you, for you too. <laughs> for me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. You know, people ask me about, you know, what's it like touring with Chuck? What's it like touring with you guys? Um, gassy. <laughs> it is very gassy. A lot, a lot of poo <laughs> and a lot of gas. Loose teeth. <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, the not wearing of underwear. It's crazy. But, you know, I think you guys sort of fill the, the definition of... Um, I'm not going to say this right, but what it means to make it. Not not that we've made, made it <laughs> in, in a sense of uh, <laughs> what people would think Bruce Springsteen. But as far as an artist standpoint, you write a song. You write songs for yourself. You don't write it to impress anybody else. You write it for yourself and the band, for others in the band. Um, to put something out there and for people to grab onto it and uh, really just 
hit at home with them. It touches them in, in really deep level ways. You know, most artists don't really get that, that kind of reaction. So to, to me that you're, you're constantly growing and, and you are connecting with these people on a deeper level, that's really something. And I think that's, that's why you know you have something. Well, Lisa was telling me, I, I can't remember, it might have been Buffalo that um, we played the song Beautiful that's on the new record. And I guess this woman had never seen us before. Uh, and she came up to Lisa after the show. She'd never heard us before, as far as I know. And um, she said, you know, I that I that she just really connected with that song. And she's like, she, you know, she, I, she bought the CD and stuff. It just, it it said something to her. She's a performer and, you know, and. Right. Uh, I know the the woman that you, you speak of. Yeah, she actually was weeping and she came up to Lisa and, and told her that that right. song she'd never heard before had made her in the middle of a crowd start crying. And, you know, anyone who loves rock and roll, that's, that's, that's not a, that's a wonderful thing to have happen. It is a wonderful thing. She came up to the merch booth and I was there and she had tears in her eyes and she said, uh, I, I'd never heard of this band before. She came out to see uh, Handsome Jack, and she said, I, I was floored. I did not expect this. And she was like, what is this last song? I've got to have the CD that this lives on. And, and I, the song that we're talking about is beautiful, and we'll play it at the end of the show. The chorus of that song is, I'm not the monster that I once was 20 years ago. It was more beautiful than I am today. Yeah, more more or less. Yeah. I try to remember it off the top of my head. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I've said it to a couple people. I think that uh, if you've been an adult for 20 years, that you're going to connect with that. The song's about people who have lost things in a fire. And not everybody can relate to that other than uh, it's a nice metaphor for uh, low points in life. But again, it plays into the theme of Attica of this uh, within destruction, there's hope. Yeah, I just stole the line from a movie um, called No Such Thing. It's about this monster that lives in a in a uh, deserted um, lighthouse off the coast of somewhere, and he's just lamenting because he's old. He's getting old. He's 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 immortal, but he's still getting old. And at one point, he's sitting with his head in his hands, and he just says, I, "I'm not the monster that I once was." I took it from there. It's a great line. You know, it was a good line to poach. Yeah, you know, I poach all the time. I stole this other one that you might have heard of it. You shook me all night long. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> We're going to play another track off Attica. This is Teenage Wasteland by Wussy. Right here on WNKU 89.7, 104.1, and 105.9 FM.
was the first single off the European label, Damnably. And that is a really great song. It's like an anthem to sort of what we were talking about in the first segment of just hearing some rock people, or it could be anything, and just loving what they do, and that inspires you. Um, I, I Like Mark was saying earlier about Lisa's writing, I, I, I think that Teenage Wasteland is probably, it, it's the best thing she's ever written so far lyrically. I mean, I think she's just really on top of her game right now. And it's just, I was just, when I, I didn't hear her sing it. She, she didn't really reveal the words to us until she was singing it in the studio. And we were just all sitting there looking at each other like, wow, this is like, this is something. It really is a great song. The first time I heard it, well, I shouldn't say the first time because it was called Paul Westberg for for a long time. And and then it got changed to uh, Teenage Wasteland. And and then I, I was sitting there thinking about, you know, she's talking about Pete Townsend and, and, and Keith, Keith Richards. Or Keith Moon. Yeah, it um, could be Keith Richards. Could, could be either no, one. it's Keith Moon, yeah. You know, and, and I'm sitting there like, I wonder what I wonder what they would think if they ever heard this song. And like, would who it was for them, you know, how they could relate to the song. And if they would be touched of like this homage um, to this little sort of known band in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she hit the line stuck in a corn maze with only a transistor radio, I was just like, wow. Yeah. And again, I said, wow. I said, wow, twice. I'm repeating myself a lot. Songwriter, here I am. Well, you know, one of the things that I, I hate it when bands do is they is when they tell me what a song means because, well, <laughs> you know, that's, it's, well, no, I, I, so I'm I'm not trying to say that this is what the song means. That's just what it means to me, and to me, it it was um, it it in this weird way is it brought back exactly that feeling of coincidentally when when a kid down the street played uh, Quadrophenia for me, and you know that was it. I was done. I was slayed forever. You know, uh, and and to me, that's that's what I love about the song is that it. It it kind of just makes me, I don't know. It's just it's just about the love of rock and roll in a way that anyone who's still in a band when they should be um, making money, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's just wonderful. It really is. It just it, it evokes that emotion of the first time you heard a song that you just absolutely fell head over heels with. Uh, I think Lisa nailed it. Yes, she did. So on May 5th, if you're in Europe, you can get it on the English label. And on May 6th, here in the United States, Attica will be released nationwide. You can get it at wussy.org or, you know, at your local record store like Shake It or Everbody's. It's going to live there. And you guys also have a local show to kick off the West Coast tour. So the audience has a chance to come out and see these songs live and really understand what we've been rambling on about for the last hour uh, on June 6th. At Fountain Square. Yeah, with uh, Tiger Lilies. Um, and the School of Rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll be fun. That'll be really fun. And before we get out of here, I want to ask you, is there a particular track that either one of you are most fond of, or do you just love them all like all of your little children? Hmm, that's a good one. I I find myself really, really, um, I like Home a lot. That really is Beautiful song. I, Lisa, I wrote it. Lisa ended up singing it because I just couldn't. I'm just not that good of a singer, and um, 
it just needed somebody who really could bring it across. And I just, for some reason, that one just, I really like that song a lot. And we've been talking a lot about how Lisa is at the top of her game on this record, but uh, Chuck wrote a song called Acetylene that is just, uh, it's just amazing. Um, again, especially, you know, if you've, lived for a little while yeah. um so you know just when you listen to that song that's that one just crushes me every time it, it uh, yeah that one's a, sometimes it could be a little difficult to listen to if if you're having a hard time in life because it's not a song of hope nope <laughs> that's how you know it's a truck song <laughs> <laughs> any hope no nope. <laughs> and i'm just gonna say real quick because uh, probably no one else is gonna say it but i'm glad that you brought back out the uh accordion for uh, a song well, so am I. I <laughs> so I, much I, fun. I love the accordion. Yeah. We're going to bring out puppets next. <laughs> These big-headed puppets. It's crazy. <laughs> All, right. All right, Chuck and Mark, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks I, for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I hope it was entertaining for the audience. But before I get out of here, uh, remember, you can download the podcast of this very show at cintimusic.com slash soundcheck. And make sure you check out WNKU.org. I'm not going to play one more song before we get out of here. And it's the last track on Attica. This is beautiful right here on SensiMusic.com Soundcheck 89.7 WNKU 104.1 and 105.9 FM. The fire chief believes it started in the leaves and spread across the yard and up the arbor. A cigarette alone burned us out of house and home. Abandoned on the sidewalks where the sirens and the pirates pick our bones. I'm not the 